You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, shout out here on the show to 104-year-old Dorothy Hoffner. She is on pace to set a Guinness World Record as the oldest woman, the oldest person to ever skydive. Did it yesterday at Skydive Chicago Airport in Ottawa, Illinois, about 85 miles southwest of Chicago. She did it the first time when she was 100. Now she did it at 104. The best part of this article is that they say the first time she jumped, they had to push her out. She didn't want to go. This time she did it on her own. The first time they said, nope, you're here. You're 100 years old. You're lucky to be here in the first place. See ya. But this time, (laughs) of her own accord, she decided she would jump out of a plane. They just slipped it in. The first time they gave her a little nudge. Imagine working at that place and saying, yeah, today I nudged this 100-year-old woman out of the plane. It was a normal day at work. Like, what if she died? Like, that has to be terrible press. But, like, Mm -hmm. the first thought I had was, oh, my God, this lady has a death wish. Like, she probably has so much creaking in her bones. She's like, all right, I'm going to try skydiving. Maybe that will end it all. Am I thinking too negatively here, or do you think she truly enjoys it? There's a picture. She looks super happy. And her skin looks fantastic. It's all blown back nice and smooth. It's like a natural facelift. No wrinkles at all because of the wind blowing in her face. She looks great. 40 years younger, I would say. I'll, I'll say this, though. I can attest to this because I went skydiving once. I went with the Army Golden Knights. I did a whole story on it. And I will say it was exhilarating, but I got, when you get, you think it's all good. And I was good being up in the plane. I was fine. But when you get to the edge, everything changes in a heartbeat. And they don't let you think about it because I would imagine anybody that gets to that edge decides differently. And I swear to God, I always remember as soon as I got to the edge in my mind, I started thinking, oh, I don't know. And I was out. Like, because when you look out, you think, I don't think I want to do this. And they don't let you think because everyone would just hang on the edge. So once you get to the edge, you're done. Because once you look over, it's a completely different mindset. I feel like it would be even more terrible if you're 100 years old. Doesn't it take some kind of physical skill to, like, land at the end? Or does it not? It does. Yeah. Now, this is jumping tandem. I went tandem as well. You tend to rely on the person, you know, jumping with you that is attached to your back. I felt good this was a member of the Army who had done this countless times. I felt like if I'm going to do it, this is the way to do it. But, yes, it's not like you just land softly sitting Indian style. So you do have to have some skill to it. So she's 100 and she did this. 104. Maybe she was – 
maybe she was trying to see what death felt like. You know, she was doing like Jesus. a test run. <laughs> well, like seriously, like, isn't that what you would feel like if you're hurtling through the air is like, oh my gosh, this is probably like what it's going to feel like. That's a strange that death. I don't know. It's like what, maybe it she gets strange? hit by a car. Falling she flies through the air. She's like, wow, this is like skydiving. I knew it was going to go this way. That's quite a theory. Somebody so else was Chris thinking Mack. it. Let's find out what Chris Mack was thinking. He's been listening the whole time. I, Host of the BetQL podcast. Oh, Chris, I just wanted to give you your proper I- intro. We'll, we'll do that. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I feel forget the the credits and the uh, the titles and all that nonsense, Jenks. If you're if you've made it to be a hundred, do you really decide that you need to cheat death some more? You've made it to a yes. hundred already, and then four years later, I think I'm on board with Chelsea's theory that she's that. that what's her name Gertrude or whatever it is is just trying to end it now at this point right like she's like you know what I I looked the devil in the face last time this time I'm going all the way to meet him I don't know why she turned into Patty and Selma from the Simpsons but she did see I'm not crazy I think she was testing it out just to see what it's like so, uh, speaking of near-death experiences, I was thinking about betting on the Steelers this week, uh, and you have told me, <laughs> oh, maybe don't do that. But listen, I'm in the, the mood for some adrenaline, and here's the thing, Chris, who, mm-hmm. let's give you your propers real quick uh, for the people at home who do not know. Uh, he is Chris Mack. He is a host on 97 or 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, so he knows about the Steelers. But listen to these trends that makes me want to buy in on the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a home dog, 14-3-1 against the spread. In the last 30 meetings, the underdog between the Steelers and the Ravens, 21-6-3 ATS. And the Steelers as underdogs against the Ravens, 11-2-2 against the spread since 2007. So I'm liking those trends. Talk me off of the near-death experience. Of betting on the Steelers this week. Yeah, I'm going to talk you out of it because we have seen um, massive losses, big double-digit, in some case, routes, blowout losses, become all the more common, unfortunately, with the Steelers team over the last four to five years. Um, When they lose, especially this year, they lose big. Now, I, I will say... You, you, th- four is a number that's very tempting in a game where the total's sitting at what, like 38? It's it's going to be mm-hmm. tight. It's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get cliched on you, AFC North football. Um, these teams play <laughs> tight games. Lamar Jackson performs worse against no one else in the league than he does the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the only team that he has played at least four times and not rushed for a touchdown against. It's the only team he's played against who he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns against. It's the only team he's lost more to than he's won against. The Steelers are Lamar Jackson's kryptonite. I'll grant you that. But this Steelers offense is such a disaster right now. I have a hard time believing that this is the spot against this set of linebackers, against this team where they get right even at home. This is the same team that concussed Kenny Pickett last year. This is the same team that three years ago had Mason Rudolph getting dragged off the grass with his face mask detached. I mean, these games are physical. They're brutal. And while the low score, I think, is is a distinct possibility, the under, even at 38, is tempting, 
uh, and that therefore gives you the idea to maybe look at four points as too wide of a spread in such a tight game. I just can't trust the Steelers' offense right now, guys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, I got to ask you about college football and the new BetQL yes. pod drops tonight. Make sure you get that on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Great listen, by the way. So is Georgia still Georgia? And and I, I don't mean to, I don't want to lean into the idea that, oh, they've struggled at times, but they have gotten off to slow starts and certainly they're deserving yep. of being number one. But it feels like to me watching them, they're not quite the juggernaut they were last year. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, th- no, no. I think there's a, a very fair question about whether – Georgia would be ranked number one in the country if they didn't just come in automatically default the number one team in the country. Mm -hmm. They've got an even point differential in the first quarter. They've only scored 17 points in five games in the first quarter combined. Uh, They've also given up 17. And we're not talking about like murderers row they face. Like I understand South Carolina and Auburn last week. Okay, those are SEC teams, but they're bottom half of the SEC teams UAB Ball State UT Martin those are the teams you've struggled to get off to hot starts against and now you've got Kentucky coming in who can slow the game to a grinding halt and really literally grind out offense Ray Davis is number one in the SEC with 594 yards rushing if if Kentucky can slow this one down and I think Georgia's going to have an issue because they've they've found themselves in late and third quarters and in fourth quarters against these opponents that they've struggled against early. But this is an opportunity, I think, for Kentucky to, at the very least, keep it within the spread. It's 14 and a half, right? So it's a big number for a top 25 team coming into Georgia, I think. At the same time, you never know. It's like we always doubt Nick Saban, right? Nick Saban always finds a way to turn things on at just the right time. Kirby Smart's starting to get to that point, too, I think, where – we can sit here and we can doubt him and his soft schedule to start the season and all that. But at a certain point, you just expect them to flip the switch. This might be the opportunity for them to flip the switch. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I have a play on it, but it's definitely going to be one to watch. I I think it ended up, if I do have a play, I'll take that back. I think it's the under, I don't think Georgia runs away in this one. They may win by 17. It may be like a 31, 14 kind of game, which, coincidentally enough, would come in just under the 48 and a half. Um, But I don't know if I'm betting on Georgia showing again this week that they are the true elite number one in the country. All right, Chris, we have a big rivalry matchup in college football this weekend that I have already heard all about because Jenks, of course, went to Texas. Oklahoma, Texas squaring off. Texas six and a half point favorites here. Do you like the Longhorns covering this number 
in this rivalry game? I don't, and I'll tell you why. Oh. I have. I I know. I'm sorry. Um, oh. it, it pains Jenks' burnt orange heart to hear this, it but. Does. Um, this, I have told you guys week after week after week, it is the year of the quarterback in every game. I look at everything and then I look at the quarterback matchup and I'll be honest, as good as Quinn Ewers has been this year, five TDs on the ground, 10 through the air, nearly 1400 passing yards. You know, the one guy in the big 12 that's been better, Dylan Gabriel, you know, the one guy who wasn't around for this game last year, Dylan Gabriel. I think that is the X factor in this game. Gabriel is the best quarterback in the Big 12. He's got 15 passing touchdowns, nearly 1,600 yards. And the defense on the other side for Oklahoma, much improved this year. Brett Venables, as much as I doubted him, went out and hit the portal and hit the portal hard. Nine new starters on defense. Um, I, I just I look at this as an opportunity for Oklahoma to exact some revenge for that absolute Thumping. They were dismantled last year in this game, 49-0, you remember. I think that's a big factor in this one, too, even though a lot of the guys are new. The holdovers want to show that they want to show that they're still the guys in the Big 12, as they have been really for the last, what, decade Oklahoma has owned the Big 12. As both of these teams get ready to go to the SEC next year, this is also an opportunity for the Sooners to kind of put Texas's playoff hopes on ice, at least for a little while until they get another win later in the season to perhaps bounce back from a loss to Oklahoma and the Red River rivalry. So I'm leaning Oklahoma outright in this one, guys. Uh, Oklahoma on the money line, two to one. Very tempting. At the very least, at the very least, I'm taking the six and a half. Fair enough. I mean, it is a rivalry game, and you're right. I will say that Dylan Gabriel has been fantastic thus thus far this season, and not a great schedule. But you know what? That's what you all you can do is control how you play, and they've dominated thus far. What's another another game you like? I know you've got Georgia and Kentucky here, and Notre Dame and Louisville. Which one of those games would you say is your favorite play? Uh, Notre Dame and Louisville, I really like the over. Um, I, I think you've got two good quarterbacks. You've got the run game in Notre Dame, obviously, with Audric Estime, who's leading the country in rushing. I think Sam Hartman bounces back a good bit from what's been a tough couple of games against Ohio State and Duke. Just one touchdown pass the last two weeks after 13 in the first four games. Jack Plummer, I think, is a quality opponent. Now, He's never been in this spot before, I don't think, where he's got a chance to sort of upset the apple cart for the opponent with a quality team behind him. He does have a quality team behind him. He's 0-6 lifetime in top 25 games, Plummer is, but that's, you know, a quarterback in Cal and Purdue teams that, let's be honest, weren't always the best. Um, they've got a run game, even if it sputtered last week against NC State. So I think Louisville, who's got a lot of big play potential too, you're talking about two offenses that are both top 10 in plays of 20 plus, 30 plus, and 40 plus yards. I think you've got a potential to go over that 54 and a half. I really like the over in this game. And I think Notre Dame will pull away late, probably get some turnovers out of the Cardinals to, to put things away. But I think it's going to be a, a much more entertaining game than maybe people would have thought originally coming into the season when they saw Notre Dame and Louisville lined up for week six. You have to check out the BetQLU podcast. It drops every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube channel. And you can listen to him as host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. It is our friend Chris Mack. Chris, we always appreciate it, bud. And thank you for talking about death wishes when it comes to <laughs> women who are over 100 years old. That's that's a rare I'm a, topic here on radio. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, guys. I know all about death wishes. Thanks again. <laughs> thank you, Chris. We appreciate it. 
Well, Chelsea, Matt Canada, I'd rather have that 104-year-old as the OC for Pittsburgh instead of Matt Canada, honestly, at this point. Well, at least she doesn't play conservatively. Like, clearly, she doesn't care. She'll take like, a risk. Oh, we're going to do Hail Marys every single play. <laughs> Just check Yeah, it. I'll take a risk. Guys, I'm lucky to be, I might not be here next week. Of course, we're going deep. Flea flicker? I just jumped out of a plane. I'll run a flea flicker. No skin off my back. Yeah. It's like, we don't have playmakers. Let's take some shots here. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Listen. I don't have to know the quarterback. Who cares? Let's go for it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. (laughs) If Jeff Saturday can be Jeff Sunday for one week, this lady can coach the Steelers for one weekend. Why not? For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.